Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBatna. I like to smoke them like the wind's Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of belief. Honest Abe here with my trusty sidekicks. We have the man they call the GOAT, Alex Tavella, and the man always bringing you the news, rumor, and teaser-free, William the Scoop Cooper. And we are broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, episode number 527 today. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. There we go. Morning, Cooper. I thought it was 50-50. Usually you're good after a restart, but with the update, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to have to jump in for the intro. Well, what what happened was I jumped on the phone because this computer doesn't like being restarted. So it just kept trying to restart, restart. No, 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 no. It's because you restart your computer once every three months. So there's always an update once you restart. <laughs> if you can, if it's not a KMA microphone, you, you'll you'll never restart it, which I get because there's always so much shit going yeah. on. You got a lot of stuff open to close it all. But I just actually just powered it down instead of trying to restart it and just restart it and made it under the wire. Works, works. So how how we doing this morning? Coop, been a while since I've seen you. I know yeah, it's been right. uh we've all been doing things. I'm doing well. Of, doing well. Right. It's been, but especially between you two, you know, if Coop wasn't on, Abe was on, if Abe wasn't on, Coop was on, so. I've only missed one, I've only missed one show. I've only missed one show. Right, but Abe, Abe missed a few, right? Yeah. So the, yeah. The trio back. Yep. But so, Abe had a good reason. I mean, he was with his uh, son at basketball, and that's always a great thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. And we're, we're going to get into that. But yeah. before we get started, I want to, I want to get into my new obsession a little bit, because I need a drink of water. That's what you need, another obsession. <laughs> it is a little bit of obsession, but it's a, it's a it's a it's a value obsession. Okay, it's going to save me money in the long run. But I'm going to see if you guys can hear this. Right? Can you hear? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you not uh, hear that? I did. No. The Soda Stream is my new obsession, really? and I absolutely love it. I love it. Listen, Abe can attest. I'm a guy that drinks two, three Pellegrinos a day. Right. Yeah. I'm a sparkling water guy. And I mean, this thing, it has different levels. You can, and if you don't know what a soda stream is, it's a machine that allows you to make your own carbonated water at home. I mean, you can do it straight right. from tap water. But I did the math. And, and with the cost of a cartridge, it comes out to about 50 cents a gallon or 50 cents a liter, rather. Right. Um, to make carbonated water. And I'm a guy that drinks two, three Pellegrinos a day. So not right. only do I love it, it makes the fizziest of fizzy waters. It's saving me money. And your flavor it a little lime lemon in it i haven't yet but i i you can do that and they also sell syrups they actually i guess they're they have a contract with pepsi because they have pepsi product syrups like you can oh wow put a syrup mist but everybody in my house we buy the Lacroix or the kirkland brand flavored waters and uh 
We're just sick of throwing out. Look, I got an eight-year-old. I'm sick of throwing out three-quarter drank open cans of 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 water of Lacroix or whatever the hell they they drink. Um, you know that shit adds up. By the time you, he, if he's home for an eight-hour day, there's three cans laying around that are three-quarter drank and hot and wasted, <laughs> as is typical of any house with kids. So no, no, I should bring them to the media compound because when, every year when we clean out the media compound, there's like thirty or forty empty. Like sparkling water cans and bottles around, so maybe that's a good idea to bring it. Bring one of those there. We only get like the eight ounce bottle waters. In my you get house. the eight, yeah, you get the little little ones. My so kids they're... like will never drink a whole bottle, and then I got right. tired of peeing like half bottles of water everywhere. Yeah, you know? and then I got problem the with one, I got the one kid who like will freak out if she doesn't know it's her bottle. All uh, right, right. So if if she loses track of the bottle, like it's, yeah, it's it. she ain't touching any bottle. She'll go open a new bottle. Yeah, it's my new thing. I love it. I love it, and it'll save me true. money in the long run. Right. I'll no. I'll drink it. I'll drink. And the problem with the sparkling water in the can is, you know, once it sits, it can't. It ain't like I can put it back in the fridge. I mean, it's dead. It's dead yeah. after a while. No saving yep. it. You know. Alex is new toy. I've seen this world. soda stream, and I just haven't known anyone who's had it. So this is good news. I love it, and it is simple. You know, they make their own bottles, and it just pops right in there. And and, and what's nice is, you know, it has three different buttons. All you got to do is press a button. There's three different buttons, and it, all them buttons are are the level of fizz. I like a super – I like a high fizz. You know, mm -hmm. this is some Willy yeah, Wonka fizzy lifting the, drinks. Is the Topo Chico? Is that what it is? It's not even set. You just press one button or I'm the other. Saying, is the third so, oh, yeah. This, this is Topo Chico level fizz. Yeah, this is Willy Wonka <laughs> – Fizzy lifting drink level fizz. So, uh, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, I know I'm, I'm talking a lot this morning, but I guess all right. You're, 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 passionate all about, that, you're passionate about your fizz. That yeah. that brings me to another point, just that I said, Willy Wonka fizzy lifting drink. So, and I, I feel like you guys are going to agree with me. Marissa committed sacrilege in my house. Oh, boy. Uh -oh. She did. You know I side with Marissa 99. Nah, you're not going to side with. I don't believe you're going to side with her on this one. So she introduced Carmine and, and had Carmine watch uh, Willy Wonka for the first time. In the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. The original or the remake? No. She did it with the Johnny Depp one. <sighs> In my life, there is only one Willy Wonka. There's only one Willy Wonka. Gene Wilder is the only Willy Absolutely. Wonka. Absolutely. And, and and I said I can't believe and like and not only like like it's okay if you made him, but you made him watch that one first. Like that is his so in his that's so even if I was to watch the original, it's still his first Willy Wonka was Johnny Depp, and I was highly upset about it. I mean, to me, I don't know. I'd like to see what the audience thinks, but the only the only that's one of those things, the only Willy Wonka is Gene Wilder. There there's no there's none. There's no other one. I mean, I agree with you, but I don't know if I would have made a stink about it. You I didn't make I mean? a real. I didn't make a stink. We didn't get in a fight I mean, over I it. But I, I, I mean, I would have made that, my no. kids. I would have made that my kids sacrilege. watch the original first. That's sad. Because, because what will happen is they'll watch the other one on their own anyway if they like it. You know, my I, kids watched Karate Kid, and then they watched the you know the the Will Smith kid version. You know, which sucked. But. Yeah, I get it. But to me, even that's a little more flexible than Willy Wonka, man. 
see the original Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder's one who's fantastic, but Jack Albertson as Grandpa Joe. Is, yes. is a great performance, by the way. I'm a huge yes. Jack Albertson fan, and he was incredible in that role as, as Grandpa Joe. I mean, it's not like Johnny Depp did a bad rendition. It wasn't close. It's, it was different. It's, it was Johnny Depp. Listen, I mean, if you're certain, a Johnny Depp fan, I think Johnny Depp's a good. I think he's a good actor. I just yeah, want, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, but, yeah. but there's certain things that you just can't watch somebody else play. Like, look, in fairness, I don't think I could watch anybody else play Jack Sparrow. But Johnny Depp, right? I don't think you know I can I watch. Think, hold on. I think that's a falsehood that a lot of people fall into. Because if you look historically, you can't do it until you find somebody that did it better. And it happens. It's happened. Batman. It happens. You know, in it happens. It happens sometimes. It took a long time for Batman, though, for that to happen, though. As well. yeah. I agree. I agree. It they picked yeah. a lot of shitty fucking guys after. But, right. Uh, but like, here's here's one. Here's one. Who is ever going to play a better Doc Holliday than Val Kilmer did in, in Tombstone? You know, how could you ever look, watch another Wyatt Earp type movie and say, "Oh, that yeah. was"? Did you not you know, like? Did you not like Dennis Quaid's rendition? No, it was okay. But again, if I'm like, I want to watch a Wyatt Earp movie, I'm watching Tombstone and I'm watching it for Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer's Doc Holliday. Yeah. You know, do you want, again, and same thing. I'll give Johnny Depp his credit. Do you, is there really somebody else that's going to be a, a, a well, Jack Sparrow that lives you, up to you, Johnny you, Depp? You, you would think that no one else could have been Christopher Reeve, but I love uh, Man of Steel was probably my favorite Superman movie of all time. You know, I mean, what I'm saying is that rule doesn't always apply. We we tend as human beings to naturally think that oh, that's the role. That doesn't always apply, but I think right. it applies. And in my house, Willy Wonka is Gene Wilder, and only uh, Willy. Uh, no, I, I can I, see that. Willy Wonka. Well, I mean, plus it's our generation. I mean, Willy Wonka will always be Gene Wilder to me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, if we did a top ten all-time movies list, Willy Wonka's in my top. 10. I didn't say Dennis Quaid was the best Doc Holiday. Charlie. No, that's insane. That's insane. I just said I liked his rendition of. I'm, 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 I've always Dennis been a Dennis Quaid fan. I like Dennis. Dennis Quaid, Quaid. Quaid was okay. I mean, yeah. Val Kilmer as Doc Holiday. There's no comparison. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, talked about that. Henry was awesome, and and I'm shocked. I don't know this guy Henry. I don't know if he fell off the map or what he did. But like he just, he, he just this, stopped doing. Everything. Yeah, yeah. He stopped being Man of Steel. He stopped being the Witcher. He just like stopped doing everything. Uh, Alex, do you see anyone ever replacing Stallone as Rocky? Though I don't no. see it. I mean, you we're know, off have... on, we're almost on fifty years of that role. By the way. Yeah, you, the, well, and I think that's why they went and instead of so, remaking Iraqi, they just continue on with you that's know, why they another character. Yep. Right. I mean, look, here's the thing with Rocky. I mean, that's more than just a character. I mean, he literally is the personification of Rocky. I mean, you look at him, right. I mean, it's you know, right. well be, character. I think a lot of people call him Rocky in the street before they call him Sly. The, the okay. character has a stat, uh, a, a statue in the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an embodiment of a yeah, role. Yeah, I don't think there'll ever be another Rocky. Anybody who even attempts that will be fucking. That's what, yeah. I think to Alex's point, that's why they did a Creed role instead. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Decimated. Has anybody watched his series, Tulsa King? Tulsa oh, King? it's great. I love that. Show. I haven't watched it, but I do want to. It's good. Yeah. It's real good. You, you love it, Alex. Yeah. I can't wait for season two. Yeah. It's been did a while. Any, I, I, man. Did anybody watch the second season of Reacher? 
No, no, I'm not a Rico fucking Rico. awesome man. This character may go down as one of. I, I hope you know because you know these these streaming shows have this thing of two three seasons and they're done. I really hope this goes for a while. I, I he is my favorite rendition of Reacher. I think he crushes Tom Cruise's version of Reacher. Um, he is awesome in this role. I mean, really, really awesome. You know, that is the problem, though, with a lot of these series nowadays and like Netflix and stuff like I just finished Marco Polo, which was absolutely fantastic. And it, it, it ended on season two with a clear intent of drama building to season three, which is never coming. It's been discontinued. And you see a lot of that. Right. So you, you start watching these series and you get to an end of a season where, where, where they leave a, a clear cliffhanger. And then it gets discontinued. Like you said, a lot of these have two, yeah. three-year lifespans. You know, you don't get the seven, eight years of Sopranos and very, the final conclusion. Very shocking when it does. It's very seldom. It really, really does. And, it, you know, it's a, another funny thing I heard, too. Um, I can't remember his name. The black guy who was in uh, NYPD Blue, the last sergeant, the big black guy. Um, somebody just ran into him. And he just, like, retired from acting completely. He's done. Didn't want it. And... <clears throat> One of the things he talked about is is that what a shit show these streaming productions are. Like, there's no professionalism on the set. You know, it, it's it's a nightmare for these people as actors to even do some of these streaming things because of the lack of professionalism. I mean, like, they had booked him for five episodes and whatever, and then somebody got sick and whatever, and after his third one, they're like, yeah, uh, we're going to do that. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> he just, like, retired on the spot. He just had enough of it. So right. I think that's maybe some of the problems, too. I don't. I think some of these, it's not even just the shows. I think the actors aren't, aren't maybe even coming back to wanting to continue and do the shit because I've heard that it's such a different level of how they're treated and how they're even run as far as timing and being on the set and people knowing their lines even. It's, like, it's almost as if, like, they're not even taking it as seriously, right, as a major film or a tv show network tv show and like they're going on the set and people don't aren't even having to learn their lines so it's um it's interesting but yeah that's one of my pet peeves about these streaming shows is like one two seasons out but i just finished the last season this newest season of reacher man i am totally in love with every aspect of this version of reacher he is awesome i'll tell you what's been a a thorn in my side with with netflix lately i was actually the last couple months so I get so, you know, there was a gap because everybody was on strike. Right. So there was nothing being produced, nothing being made. So that I assume there's a, there's a lot of stuff unfinished. And it's been filled because they had to get they have to have something. They had to have stuff, you know, constantly rotating. And it's been filled with like Indian documentaries, Indian movies. I mean, there's a ton of them on there. Yeah, you know, I look at something. It looks good. I can't tell. And then I start it. And either I got to read it's in Indian. I got to read subtitles or it's voiced over, which is even worse. So it's like they filled the gap with a bunch of Indian movies on Netflix because they, they didn't have any U.S. releases that they could put out until after the strike. Uh, let me tell you something, Sean. You know, after after season one finished, I, I really didn't have enough. So I started going back, watching some of season two, which I never really do. That's how much I'm, I'm loving this character. Now, this guy is a big dude. I, he, he was in The Titans, which was on HBO. So he played like one of the superheroes. So he's a big dude. If you look at his size, season one and season two, holy fuck, did this guy get big. He got way bigger in season two than he was in season one, man. I keep forgetting his name, too, but he, this guy's a beast. A beast. 
steroids. Um, vitamins. This is a good question. I'm more of a Reacher fan. I mean, Jack, I love Jack Ryan. I love the whole series. Jack Ryan is great. But I'm more enamored with the character of Reacher, his his Ronin style of just, you know, he, he lives life carrying his toothbrush. That's all he wants. He travels the country carrying his toothbrush, stops at thrift stores, buys new clothes when he has to. Um, and just the psychology behind a character like Reacher. And I like that they go back in his childhood, especially in the first season, to kind of show the things that led up to that psychological development. But yeah, I, I figured, man, he was a monster in season what, two. What was the gap between season one and season two? How long? Less than a year. I mean, about a year, just over a year. Oh. And I heard... So I, this guy got so he got pumped full of steroids. You you ain't putting on thirty yeah. pounds of muscle in that amount of time, which is fine. Listen, the wrestlers do it. I mean, it's but yeah, Lenny Dykstra, yeah, yeah, Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> yeah. You know, if there was a year between season one and season two, he got pumped full of steroids. Yeah, she's that super kind of hot. Muscle. I've always been attracted to her. Something about her. It's not even like that much like physically hot, but yeah, she's super hot. Alan Richardson, that's his name. Thank you. But um. No, he he beefed up like huge. He and you know, and he's already like a six five guy. I mean, he's just a big dude. Very interesting. What else is going on? Well, playoffs. The show, some show teams lost. Some teams won. We talking football playoffs now. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, you know, every everybody's team, at least in, in here, you know, Coop's Coop's team never made it over the hump, and my team got demolished in in week one, as expected. So we were not expecting a long playoff run the Philadelphia Eagles. That was it's, I didn't see. So I was listening to the game coming back from uh, Tampa, and I tell you what, the Eagles announcers were just destroying this team. The oh, hometown God. announcers were just destroying this team. Well, because it's not for lack of talent. There's something going on that we don't know about. Locker you think, room stuff, yeah. coaching stuff. I don't know. Do you think Sirianni should come back? Um, I think I'd be willing to give him another year if and, and and they need to make some correct coaching staff moves. They do. And that's I I agree. I think he deserve. I think he's earned another year. Um, I don't buy this Bill Belichick thing because from everything I heard, Lurie can't stand Bill Belichick. You threw me out. You, you threw me out, Abe. I, um, I threw you out. Oh, you know what? It was. It was my elbow on the trackpad, man. Sorry. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Bill Belichick and why I don't think it works there. You know, I don't know where Bill Belichick is in his career, but Bill Belichick is the guy that, you know, he wants to be head coach slash front office. And I don't think the Eagles are willing to like part ways with Howie Roseman. Uh, yeah. And I don't think this is a Howie Roseman general manager issue. They got the right. talent. This is not a, right. you know, I remember a few right. years ago, people were ready to throw the general manager out, but, but, He's built a good team. Something went wrong with the coaching, I believe, this year. Um, yeah. But that being said, he got you to the playoffs three years in a row. He's had a pretty good run. Yeah, he got us to the Super Bowl last year. So, and, and the owner only fires coaches when they have a bad year. Like Peterson got fired off a bad year. Right. Kip Kelly got right. fired in a bad year. He didn't have a – they had a bad end to the year. Right. Right. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, I think we'll see coaching changes without a doubt. Um, probably not the head coach, but definitely coaching staff. You know, go find Frank Reich and give him whatever he wants. Is yeah. today the day we hear Coop issue a public apology to Matt LaFleur? I already did. I, well, I already did. So, yeah. So can I address that? 
Yeah, because I have no idea what you're talking so about. So Matt LaFleur is the coach. I'll address it because Matt Tizer. I don't this. know what happened to Coop Warren. It's a war- apology. So Matt LaFleur is the coach of the Green Bay Packers. And he is a one of these coaches who has had a great regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, he has just completely imploded every year after year uh, as a head coach. This year was kind of the opposite. They didn't have a great regular season. But he had that team prepared to play the Dallas Cowboys. And my big knock, I've been telling Matt Ty for three or four years, and Fred Ruiz, another Green Bay Packers fan, I said, your coach is a good regular season coach, but he can't win a big January game. Well, they won a big January game against the Dallas Cowboys. You have to give the guy credit on that. And and one big. And one big, and and that that score wasn't as close as it indi- indicated. No, no. There was a couple of meaningless touchdowns in the yeah. end when the Packers were up enough that it didn't matter to let touch. No, that was domination. From yeah, it was dominate. And look, I've not been a fan of Matt LaFleur, but I will give him the credit that that was a well-coached game. And I give credit where credit is due. It takes a big man to. He ain't gonna win a Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, but but no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, you know, but yeah, big yeah, man yeah, to admit he's wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I gotta say it. I've been a booby. Matt Ty has been. I've been. I've been all over Matt Ty for about three or four years on this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where Abe was given a Fuente Padron dig. That, that Wait, was, did I say that? No. <laughs> well, you were gonna. <laughs> You know, you know what's funny about that is uh, I think like the my father Tatawaii collaboration may come out before the Fuente Padron one right if, now. If Carlito doesn't show up at the Great Smoke for whatever reason, <laughs> I'm making you sign that bill on stage <laughs> in front of I, everybody. I, was, I, I have no, I have no. I, look, I lost fair and square. If Carlito's there, we may not do that. We, we <laughs> he lost fair. I, look, I lost fair and square. There's nothing to say. I lost fair and square. You gotta admit that was one. Hell of a fucking call. It was. It was. I mean, was to call. but but even even remember even you when that's a call of somebody who's been watching this shit for thirty years. We've seen it before. We've seen it with other things. And the and I added I added you know listen between Padron and Fuente each one of them operates on their own fucking timeline right and then you put those two together I factored in okay you have to add almost another six to eight months to that project. If not a year, just on that factor. <laughs> but Abe, were you a little worried when that thing left the Dominican at that point? Listen, to me, I really wasn't worried at that point. It was just, hey, I, I, it did, I didn't make the deadline, but in right. my in my psychology, I was on point, and he was basically. If it comes in the last two weeks of 2023, I was right. It basically took the 2024 to, to be delivered. Well, let's be real. I did not claim victory. Yeah, I wasn't even claiming victory at that point. Signed a five dollar bill on. On the exact technical merits of the bet, absolutely. Yeah. But psycho- psychologically, it's like I was on point. So I, I really wasn't feeling bad. I mean, it was just, you know, I, I didn't make the deadline. It got close. Yeah, I, I actually had still had a fear. It wasn't, and I said it, I think a few times, I said, until that thing arrives on a, sh- a shelf, I'm like, <laughs> I was very, very hesitant on it. And you know um, what? Here's the problem too, right? They broke the seal. There's a good chance you might not see this till after the trade show. I don't think you will see it till after the trade show. Yep. Once the seal is broken, now what, what's the rush? And, and from what I understand, they're changing some of the packaging too. You know, the padding or whatever, not the packaging, but the padding that goes in there. I think there's things that are changing how these things are being packed. So they're going to have to all be repacked. It won't be far fetched that this doesn't hit shelves till Q4. 
I'm not making any bets at this point. I'm just saying. It had to be another long shot, but I wouldn't be shocked. I, I okay. thought I had this thing won, you know, and I I thought I had the in and everything, you know. So, Carlito, you know, Car- it was funny because Carlito knew about the bet. That was what was funny. Carlito right, was, right. I'm going to win this for Coop. He's like, you know. That's funny. So I want to get back to sports for a minute because um, the guy who – probably follow sports the least on this show is the one that can actually give us some good news and some excitement for exactly. playoff yeah. season. Yeah. Asher is gearing up for a playoff run. Yeah, right? very good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The the wild card is tonight, today. So at four o'clock we're gonna go watch it. And, and Asher's team has a bye. They got the bye. They got the bye this so weekend. So you guys best. are gonna go do some some scouting. Yep. We're gonna go watch the two teams that the winner of that outcome is going to be their game Monday night. So Monday night be the quarterfinals. Wednesday night's the semifinals, and if they win that night, they go Thursday night on the finals. So this is playoff week for him. That's so. a busy week for them, yeah. Yeah. It uh exciting. It really is exciting. And I'm really uh I had a great I had a great season with this. You so. seem like you really enjoyed it, Abe. Yeah. It was it's, this year. it's not me, it's with my whole family, my mother in law, my wife. I mean, look, like we went to his games last year, like out of obligation, parental obligation, you know, obligation. It's right. kid, but but it was torture. Like we look forward to these games. They are exciting. The kids are dynamic. And I tell you what, because you know, you watch the other kids and you could tell like there's a lot of like, I'm the solo star, cocky, arrogant kid on a team who'll never pass the right, ball. Right, 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 right. He has such a good team. I I mean, these kids are all really, really good kids. Um, my son, even though he's had probably about six or eight attempts, has yet to score a basket. I was going to ask that. I was as yet, and that. his own teammates are rallying for him, like they're trying to get him the ball underneath, and you know, to get a basket. And they are such good kids. I really, really hope that this coach tries to draft the same kids next year. It'd be nice to see the same group of kids next year. You know, I really do. Which you know, as as they get older, coaches will tend to want to do that more. They'll wean out the one or two that they really would rather not have on their team. But hopefully, he can get a good core group of kids i think That's my good. best bet is not to have my son show up for draft day because that's how you get picked you yeah. know some guy's gonna see my kid ripped you know running around like, oh yeah we could use that guy you know and if, if he gets not picked my coach our current coach knows who my son is then he can pick, pick him, him up, up off the draft sheet so i don't know that might be my strategy for next year i'm gonna have to yeah. talk to him See if he thinks it's a good idea. If he thinks it's a good idea, then I'll do it. But yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see my kid back with this guy's coach, with, with these two coaches. They're two great coaches. They really are, man. And you know, at that age, these guys are volunteers. They have nothing vetted. You know, I mean, both our coaches' sons are on the team. Um, the the assistant coach's kid. I'm telling you, this kid, this kid. I'll be shocked if I don't see this kid become an all star cornerback in high school here. He has the greatest anticipation of most adult athletes I've seen. It is startling how many steals and, you know, interceptions he gets on passes at this kid's age. He he has a stellar sense of timing. And if this kid plays football, he'll probably be an amazing cornerback. So it would be interesting to see what happens next year. But fun. I'm excited. That's great. Nice. Nice. Excellent. That's great. So, wait, first off, forgot, light it up session. 
everybody who's out there listening, watching right now, tell us what you're smoking. I'd like to see what everybody's smoking this morning. Coop, why don't you start? I got an Opus X. Whoa. Oh, shit. Box Coop press. Going BT on this, this Saturday morning. Uh, come heavy, you don't come at all. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Goat? I went with a uh, Knuckle Sammy Connecticut, one of my faves. So, my first time trying the cigar. Oh, nice. Wait, the uh, the Brickhouse TGS exclusive. Yeah, this is the Brickhouse Dragonfire. Oh, is that a Maduro? I mean, no, it's not <laughs> no, it's not a Maduro. But he, uh, we had Drew on the show. We had him on the uh, release event, and it's a it's a darker grade Habano wrapper. Yeah, but it's nice. actually it's box pressed coupe. It's a six by forty eight mm-hmm. box press. It's a with soft a long, box press. That looks a, like a beautiful cigar. Yeah, yeah, and it's it has a long shaggy foot. With, with, uh-huh. It has the the with some some filler and some binder exposed, so you kind of get that transition. I mean, when you throughout when you long shaggy foot, let's see, I get look. Right. You're not going to be able to get your. I say it. Gonna, I, I, I get it. God, sucker. It's two ways to skin a skin a cat. There we go. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's got that long, nice. Wow. Get, I mean, you can close. See. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, and they did some really nice art on the box for the year of the dragon theme for the Great Smoke. So look, we we haven't had in my career even haven't had many opportunities, if any, to really sit and have even Drew on KMA or. Something like that. So to have them on our, our release gotta, podcast, which if you didn't catch it, honestly, it's worth watching. It was, I gotta a, very, watch that. It was a very interesting show. We talked about their family, their history, their factory. Um, it's the 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 broadcast is still live on our smoking main Facebook page and on YouTube, I believe. I'll tell you what, too, Abe. Um, I think we got the exclusive on the show because I saw a press release. I I happened to catch it on Dojo of the the um tasting experience that they created up in the factory when he was showing us that they had yeah the, we did that we, yeah. we showed it on our show the first time did did you see that coop yep i saw that uh, i got the press release on that yesterday yeah it looks like they just dropped the press release so this is drew newman's just been an absolute visionary of what he's doing um uh, with this factory and this is little things like this first it was the tours now, now it's they have this. They're obviously working on the hotel piece. Um, it, it is just I, I every move he's making is, in my opinion, just brilliant. And, and he's, he's he's making the most out of having this factory in, in Cigar City, which I think is great. We've been there. We've all been there. We know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I got to tell you what, um, you know, Brick House is a solid staple, reasonably priced cigar. Whatever. This version is definitely a, a, a notch up. Um, yeah, it's, it, no, it's it's not. Somebody asked me, and I said, no, it's not. It is no. not. You know, I don't know about the blend components itself, but absolutely with the wrapper. I mean, the wrapper is different, and you can tell just by the look and the taste and flavor is different from the original Brickhouse. No, this sure. is definitely a notch up, and I definitely tasted the transition of just filler. Right, filler binder, filler binder and yeah. even yeah. subtle subtleties when the wrapper kicked in. I mean, right. this right. was de- this is definitely a good thing. I don't know if we still have any left. This is this is a TGS exclusive release, so there was only three hundred boxes made, and it's only available to those who are ticket holders and have a ticket to either the virtual or the live Great Smoke. It exists in the TGS store, not on a regular website. But um, if you're a ticket holder t- uh, to the Great Smoke, whether it's live or virtual, and you haven't got these, and if, I, I think. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there's still some available. This is definitely worth checking out. It's a 10 count box, and I say it's definitely worth it. 
Yeah, it was a good, enjoyable smoke. Great size, six by forty-eight box press. So let's see what some of our fans are showing today. Staple, staple yeah, smoke nice. right there. Nice. Let's see here. Nobody. Oh, here we go. Oh, wow. That's like about it. That's about as old as you. That brand's yeah. about as old as you. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I was gonna say that. I didn't even know they were still making that. There you go. That's a good cigar. That's I haven't, that's a I haven't had one of those yet, and I keep hearing good things. That was a star from the trade show. For so, Jason, is that new packaging or old packaging, Illusion 88? <laughs> Just oh, curious. Good question. Oh, go hey. one above him, eh? We got a, a TGS yeah. throwback. TGS throwback, Diet Sarsaparilla. And another Espinosa classic right here. Some LSD. Some tat, tats. Oh, shocking what Casey's smoking. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's from 19. Yeah, it's probably at least yeah. 10 years old. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, we know that's the old one because they renamed the Vitolas with more traditional names. Right. Good. Yeah. Good point. Good point. There you go. Who has two nice. thumbs? And oh, let's <laughs> talk about his TGS ticket. <laughs> oh, Wani, Wani. I hope you're just preoccupied and not, not feeling well. All right, so typically we always have a recap of uh, some of the dojo fun episodes. And last, and I'm kind of shy because normally I get invited to the uh, buy, sell, hold ones. But maybe do they do multiple ones a year? Of that yeah, right? they, they mix do. it up. They, they mix right. it up, so right. you can't have the same people every time. Yeah, I've done a couple of them too. I, you know, what I told them, I guess it's just too much data data tracking, but. They should they should have like um they should have special episodes where they revisit. Revisit. Get to see what I done a year later yeah. and have them go over yeah. their previous to see if they'd still yeah. if they'd still keep it the yeah. same. So there, there were there were some repeats on there from the last show I did because I did I think I've this was my third stock market show that I've done. So I think there were there were a couple of repeats on there. Yeah. So I, any, uh, any big controversies from last night? I saw um, your comment. I saw your comment on um, you know, I gotta wash these things spotty, you know, bathroom right, break. Right, yeah, 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 you're right, doing right, right. Home with I saw your comment on uh Ozinger, I think it was, and I thought it was yeah. a great analogy. They didn't even give you credit for that analogy because I really thought it was What's awesome. That? You said it's like a penny stock that could go to a buck. Yeah, it could, it could yeah, make it to a buck. It, it could. Penny, you know, that, was, I that, was, that was like a spot on analogy, you know, you a know, penny stock it, it, can go it, to a dollar. Right now, it's a little bit of a gamble, but it's cheap. It's a cheap gamble. I, I, had it as, it's... I had it as a sell, though. You did have Osgener. Kuso was watching the show. Ozinger, he sent me a list afterwards. Listen, Osgener, I, I don't know if it's a sell. Maybe I'd be a whole bit. See, here, here's here's my thing looking at it. Just, just, and if we're looking at just of where the company is going to go as far as like a real eh. investment or valuation, my only issue with this is whether it's Christian Aroa Timmy, you got to ask, is the hunger still there? At this point, is it a hobby? Is it being done for fun? Because, you know, there's a difference of building something for the first time and then coming back and doing it again after you've already cashed and banked out, you know? And I just don't know if that grind and that heart, because look, you, you guys know, all right? It's been so long that name doesn't have as much weight as it should. I mean, Coop and I, you and I are older. We right. have a connection. We have a connection to his dad. It's always going to carry some major weight. But is it carrying weight to today's consumer like it would for me and you? It, it, listen, I, I, I didn't know who he was. 
There you go. I didn't know who he was. Alex right. is a perfect know, example. Yeah, I didn't know he's not that was. young. He's not as old right. as us. But, right. you know, he didn't know who he was. So, you know, it doesn't hold that weight. So if it doesn't hold that weight. You got to get out there. Yeah. You got to be in pavement. You got to be engaging. And is Timmy, I mean, I, you know, I can't imagine selling my company in 10 years later or plus years later coming back and being wanting to be that engaging again and doing that. So that I think is going to be the biggest hurdle for that company. So, yeah. I mean, my answer was this. Are people walking into a cigar shop saying, I got to smoke an Osgoner? I don't see that happening. Right. That's why I'm like, well, this ain't where I'm putting my money. That's why I had it as a sell. But I think it you could. Know, it could, but he, you're right, Abe. It could. I don't think he's connect. I think he's connecting right. with, a, with a sector of the audience. He's that not was from back on his history. He, I would talk about, you know, I would make, I would make this a very right. emotional tie-in to the history that my family he, played in a blossoming cigar industry in his prime. And he's not going to that at all. You know, here, because- here, here's the problem, too, I think. Here's part of his problem. So right now, basically, he's put out four lines. He's put out the two pie synestasias, which are limited releases, right? Right. Then he's put out the Bosphorus and, and the uh, Aramis. But if I'm the average cigar consumer and I walk into a cigar shop um, and I see the Bosphorus and, and the Aramis, that if I have four SKUs of each and I'm looking at it, it looks like eight SKUs of the same line. They look almost identical, identical. In packaging. There's slight yeah. color variation, but it looks almost. I just see one line of the, all the same thing. You know, I go back to one of the greatest lines in "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" Okay, where Mayor Papio Daniels walking in the radio station and his son goes to him, "Aren't you gonna press the flesh, Peppy?" Shakes his hands and he turns around and says, "Wait, one at a time in it here. We're mass communicating." I mean, that's what that comes down to. You could do a store event here, and you could do a store event there, but who are you connecting with? He's, 40 he's, people here, 50 people here. It's got to be bigger, and it's got to be more than that. And what, what's, what's sad is he has the ingredients in history to really connect and talk and produce some stuff. I don't see a lot of social media. I don't see even videos, simple videos talking about it. I mean, and I think part of that is do you have the hunger? Is the passion still there coming back after a a long hiatus away from the industry doing your own thing because Alex knows Coop knows it's a constant work to keep yourself relevant today in, in today's industry and work at it. And is it there? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I saw a comment about the events, the events I'm seeing him do are like catalog events. And I think he needs to get a little more great. What I think he needs to do is there's all like Alex just said, he didn't know who he was. He needs to be re, he needs to be addressing these newer smokers right now. I saw a little bit of at the great smoke last year. And I thought there was some definite potential, but I haven't seen much of that since it's he's playing to the catalog cigar aficionado crowd. And I think that's a very limited audience he's, he's, he's doing right now. I agree. I agree. Jason, uh, Jason must be a big fan. Uh, Jason, yeah. look, it's not about what you do; it's about do you connect. I'm all yeah, over. It's about connect, yeah. I haven't seen one video, you know. And connecting to people who follow you isn't the way to get new people. They're already following you, you know. So, you know, at the end of the day, I make my judgment call for a guy who's all over multiple platforms of social media and tons of group. I don't see a lot of. And if I ain't seeing it, he could produce videos all he wants. The bottom line is, is it reaching people? 
And, you know, I haven't seen it. I can only talk about my personal right. opinion. Right. I don't know if you've seen a lot of his stuff, Coop. I don't know if you've seen a lot of stuff, Alex, but I haven't seen any of it. I, I he, he's I done some stuff it. with Crown Heads, uh, Hubert. They've done some YouTube videos. I have seen them, but I feel they're not connecting. Because every time I hear them talking, it's just about cigar aficionado. Um, and I don't feel like they're reaching out to the newer smoker of today. That's where I think it's missing. And I think if that, I think if they took that, because Tim's a great guy. I mean, I've interviewed great him. Guy. Interviewed, he's great one of family, the whole family. This, this, God, this yeah. should be a layup for him, as far as I'm concerned, to do this. This should be an absolute layup. Once again, I just think it comes back to right. the good point. Drive. It's a good point. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. I mean, look, I, Jason, I ain't saying that the kid isn't doing nothing. A kid, I mean, he's not a kid, right. sorry. But I ain't saying that he isn't doing nothing. But is he doing just the bare minimum? Is he doing what he feels they're going to be doing? Because that's not enough. Yeah. That's just not enough. So that's, that's I think, what's going to be their over hurdle. Any other interesting debatable calls? Yeah, so there's a. I got a couple. I, I mean, not so much debatable for the show. There, it, it was, it was very mixed. So, but I got a couple for Coop. Right. So, Coop, you sent me on your list. You and and I was actually, I think, maybe the only one that that bought on this. The consensus was sell, but you said sell EPC as well. Yeah, I just. They've, they've. There's a lot of lines that they have had. They've had some success on a small amount of lines. But there's a lot of lines that have kind of disappeared lately, and I just think that that they need they. I'm just not as high on them right now, and I think they might have played out the whole Perez Carrillo thing at this point. So, going back to my original statement, does this apply here as well? Here's a guy who stayed relevant in the industry while you know didn't disappear completely he was with general making el gloria for many many years and then branched on his own so he never quite disappeared but i feel that ernie has come out and banked on his name and his history i did once again here's a guy who made his bank is he out there pressing the flesh is he out there connecting with no i think the company's running like a major corporate organization and it's just running basically on the name how long does that last in today's universe i don't know well, here's the thing, Abe, and, and this is why I made my decision to buy. We made a mistake this past summer, and you'll remember. Uh, the EPC Pledge of Allegiance was a $20 cigar, and we said, come on, a $20 we underestimated. EPC. We, we brought in a reasonable amount, not a ton. Within three days, we regretted the number that we brought in, and we were scrambling to try to get more. So I just feel like there is now how long is that? I don't know, but I feel it's like a, it was still, so limited that release. So the window was still some, but there's but, still some juice left yeah. in that tank. But, but here's the thing. Is that really a testament of our brand or did they just strike a chord with the theme of the product? Right. I, yeah, because if I you're think. American and you're patriotic and whatever, you, you, you maybe, automatically kind of want to gra gravitate towards getting a box of those being that they're limited. Maybe, maybe. See, whenever I see this bicycle whole thing, and I, I don't ever base it on a limited release because That's limited right. releases are come and go. Now, maybe if this was a regular production line, I, I, I'd have a different view of it. My guess is Pledge of Allegiance is going to come back every year. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. They, I, but I guarantee next right. year what happens is they increase the production, and there's going to be plenty of these around. That's what I've, that's the story I've seen with these limited re annual releases. Except and, uh, Basin. Let, yeah. Let's not let's yeah, exactly not, yeah. let's yeah. not forget. You know, look, the Allegiance did what I said it was going to do. It was high up in 
in the list that moves the numbers. You know, I think it was uh, it was top Fishing ten out. cigar aficionado. So there's juice there. But I have an interesting one, Coop, and I want to hear your your uh-huh. reasoning for this. You said buy on Grand Habano. It's catalog brand. Does well in the catalogs. But he always has. That's, that's what fair. I'm saying. It, that's how that's I looked fair. at it. Okay, look, so solid. 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 It, I, I kind of I, I know that's kind of maybe a sacrilege thing to say sometimes. I, but I get it. I get it. It, it moves in the catalog. Yeah. It's not, but it shows no growth, Coop. That's my problem. It's it, right? safe. It's it, it, maybe I could have put a hold on it, but it's safe. I, I I'm not selling Granabano, basically. It, it, I saw the I saw Dojo wanting to sell it last time. Like you're nuts. Listen yeah. to me. Here's the thing. It shows no growth. Um, and I like George. George is a very likable guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He makes good cigars. In fact, we had his um, 20th anniversary in our Cigar of the Month Club one month, and it was such a sleeper. Everybody blew it, blowed it, blew it up. They fell in love with it. It wasn't a cheap cigar. No, Bear and gave it cigar of the year. Bear gave it his number one cigar of the year. That cigar too. And, and we started selling out his 20th anniversary, and it started selling out. We couldn't keep him in stock for a while, but there's no traction, right? That's the problem because here's another guy. I think he's content with being that catalog company guy. Look, I, look, I, I'm just straight up. I don't, co- you know, sure coaching, whatever. I messaged this guy, PM'd him. I said, look, everybody in our club is talking about you. You need to interact with some of these people because everybody's posting about it and we barely could get a reaction out of him. He barely commented on anything. So I think here's a guy who's content with raking in whatever money he's making from the catalog company and doesn't really want yeah. in the effort of building stuff in a brick and mortar retail store brand you know why yeah. but that that is a good point coop you do make a good point you know it's it's solid with the category it's at, actually there was another instance kind of like that that uh, skip martin actually he made a comment that made me rethink one of my picks um we all sold villiger um we all sold Villiger, which would seem like the obvious answer. But then Skip said, "Are, are we are we talking about Villiger, the premium cigar brand, or are we are we including the machine made cigars that print money?" The assumption know? the assumption is you'd be talking about the premium cigar brand because they right. tried to crack they tried to crack into it right multiple right. Times, but if we're if successful. we're including those machine made packs, you know that's a money category over the year for them. But I, that's category. how I looked at it. Different category. They, I mean, I honestly. All right, I'll base it on the U.S. business. You know, about three or four years ago, Villager was starting to make some traction. They were getting ratings in aficionado. Oh, right, right, right. A lot of people were talking about these cigars. I don't know what's happened in the last three or four years, but now it's it's dead. Here's the problem. Yeah. European companies do not understand the American consumer mentality. Yeah. I've noticed that from the beginning when they started buying up American cigar companies. They don't get it. Most of them don't understand it. And unless you've been around for a while, it's completely different than yeah. a mass market mentality. It's completely different than the European even consumer, the premium consumer mentality. And most of them come here and they don't understand it. Um, and look, if you're if you're not one of these major companies that just has a lot of zeros on your bottom line, on your balance sheet, right? And you could spend shitloads of marketing dollars. You got to be that guy that's relevant. And, you know, I, I hate to continually say this guy's name because his head gets even bigger. But, you know, Steve Saka could te- teach a master class on how to be re- relevant in this. Industry. Yeah, absolutely. I see this when I go to trade shows and I see these young up and coming guys. So the first look, Alex and I were just talking about this in my office. Like, Throughout my career, I've always looked at who was above me, you know, 
And we were kind of reminiscing because I was looking at all these guys that I used to look at and say, God, where do I get to that level? And I, they're either gone, not in business, or I've far surpassed them. But you look at that next level and you try to say, how do I get there? So one of the things I say to any of these young guys is, who are you looking at? You know, who, who do you see as where you would like to get to that, you, you know, you could learn from? And some of these guys don't look at anybody, so they're in their own bubble, which automatically tells me they're lost, Right. And then, like, I get the word, uh, Drew Estate. Why? You you can't emulate anything they do. You don't have the budget, the marketing dollars, the resources, the creativity, the team. You know, you have to look at the guys who are at your level, just above your level, where the next notch is, and you keep working your way up the ladder. And for a lot of these guys, Steve Sock is the perfect example. Runs his whole company with a five-person people, five person crew. Right. right. It's your level. You want a master class on how to be relevant? Watch this guy. Learn from him. I was telling Alex yesterday, most of my ideas in my career, most of them, aren't original ideas. I took somebody else's idea and said, okay. Right. We, were, we were explaining that to my yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is how this gets better. You don't want to take someone else's idea and just do it because then you're just a hack, right? You don't want to be a linear reproduction of somebody. But when you can take somebody else's original core idea and say, okay, I like this idea, but they did it wrong in a lot of ways. I'm going to do it like this. So it's a next level experience. I've elevated whatever this idea was. That's okay. And, you know, guys in the industry coming up need to look not so far. You got to look at what you can emulate. Who's doing things that you have the capability of doing and can you do them like them or better? And, um, you know, a lot of these guys just don't know how to connect at that level. Unless you've got that mass money, unless you got a lot of zeros on that balance sheet, you, you know, you need to figure out how do I stay relevant in this industry? Absolutely. That's a, yeah. So there's two two more things I want to go over from last night's show before the break. One comment, and then I'm going to put Coop on the hot seat a little bit. But uh, I think they absolutely wasted a slot. Um, there's no reason for Padron to be on this show. Wait. Saka too. Saka too, but Padron, I mean, with no uh, Listen to me. Saka has a little bit more relevancy to be able to be on that list than Padron. You know, I mean, there's, okay. there's no, there's no drone Fuente. I yeah, mean, that's on. blue chip stock. It's you, you buy year over year, you pass it down to your grandkids. I, I mean, there's no. I was waiting for Eric to go. Well, they haven't come out with a new release. I was waiting for that, but 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 they didn't. They didn't. I think the Dojo guys deliberately plan controversy and all these things. No, they, they totally do. I think they deliberately plan controversy. I think they deliberately plan ambiguity. So shit, so controversy can happen. I think that's part of their little recipe of building which makes for great talk afterwards sure, look sure, maybe we are saturday morning we're talking about it right right yep. right all right so now i'm putting coop on the hot seat you sold agonorsa coop yeah oh my god when they this uh, is yeah. not the best day of your life the, <laughs> i think the packaging changes just continue to happen and i said last time i was on if they did another packaging change i would sell and they did it with rare leaf this past year and then, frankly, I just weren't wasn't wowed by the releases. And I'm going to say this: the 10 by 100 was a flop. Mm. The 10 by 100, which should have been this, you know, it's a well-selling stuff. It's been a flop. Wait, I just want to make sure I heard that statement because it sounded like you mumbled a little bit. It's a well-selling cigar, but it's a flop. Is that okay? Performance-wise, it didn't do well. Said in the sentence. Okay, it sold well, but will it sell well the second time? Will be my question because well, I here, don't think. Here, here's the thing. I yeah. have to agree with Coop here um, because, look, that gimmick cigar um, niche is a hard one to crack, and I don't think 
it brings competition to what I would say is the biggest gimmick cigar out there, the Woody. I think the Woody yeah. is the cornerstone of the gimmick cigar. Yeah. It's not going to crack that. Will I don't know. Second, you're going to see yeah, a lot of that, right. Right. So will the second run of these Abe sell as well as the first? So maybe it's I'm a little premature to say that because I understand why you said what you said because it's sold. Will the second run have the same sales? I just don't see a lot of people talking about this cigar. I saw people talking. I've seen people talking about the Woody for, for several years, actually. Look, an able attest to it. Are you basically in stock? We have, upped, we have upped the no. numbers of no. Woody constantly. Yeah. No, I based it on they did another packaging change to Rare Leaf after just a couple what of years. What is the packaging change? I mean, look. Because it's confusing. It's confusing. Oh, and I've, and I've, I've, I've heard it from consumers. From it's a retailer standpoint, it's a pain in the ass. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I, it's I, a hold at best. I don't know. I, I, say it's a what was it? Look, I just didn't think they had a spectacular release this year either. They had some okay release. I just, there's not been that one. The Agadars of Connecticut Shade Anniversary is the one I haven't smoked let yet. Let me ask so. you a question then. Oh, is is a spectacular release part of the recipe for you? For, for a successful company uh, um, every year? Successful regular production release. Every year? No, but if you build up those lines that are like staples every year, then yes, that's how I would look at it. Not A lot of limiteds don't impress me. It's when you can build up. like Steve's done a good job with his core lines. That's why he's, he's getting what he's getting. Right. Steve's done a great job with his core lines. Interesting. All right. Well, um, that kind of wraps up our first hour of KMA Talk Radio. We'll be back in hour number two with all our episodes this week and all our tidbits. We got uh, Scoop and Coop. We have a Would We Rather. Do we have a Name That Jam? You have a Name That Jam. We have a Name That Jam. So a lot of cool stuff coming up in hour two. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Keep it lit. You got this? Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, you know. Oh, you, got, you got to print me, bro. You. I got to get my screen <laughs> on the right Spot. I, I need you to do it. Hold on, hold on. I, I got to get ready. I, I'm, I'm half a liter in on this soda stream, bro. I got to make a right. run. You got to give me a heads up. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Engine Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninov, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I teamed up with my great friend and tobacco master, AJ Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
Tommy Steen Greenwood, the GOAT, to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month, I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazi. These are all premium, handmade, name brands that you can find in any brick-and-mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break, going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? The exact same easy process, you can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell me about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course it have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally... Expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. Everybody, Honest Abe here from Smoking Headquarters in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kudos to you, Steve, for making one hell of a stick. Well, they actually don't know that the stick's any good at it yet. <laughs> I love that bit. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of KMA Talk Radio, episode number 527. As always, I'm here with the gang, the man they call the GOAT, and William the Scoop Cooper. We're back. All right, I kind of handled that all right. You know what's you know what's funny is, and it helped. I didn't realize it is removing us from the screen in case I missed that timing helps a lot. So at least it just mm -hmm. goes, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, nobody yeah. told me that. I had to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to figure that out on my own. On my own. Yeah, good, good job. Good all job. right. 
as no as usual we're going to start episode two testing our musical acumen bought by the fine bought to you by the fine folks over at avo cigars and it's time to tell if you can name that jam <laughs> It is time to name that jam. What? What's up? You're looking at something. No, I because I can't see the comments when I was doing the back end. I guess I, I, I had I had to boot somebody. I booted. Was somebody. it a troll or a seller? I think he was a troll. He was trolling. He was trolling. He was politically trolling, which we don't we don't have time for here. <laughs> so uh, anyway, in retrospect, I I'm I'm thinking that maybe this one was probably a little too easy. But I'm gonna give it to you anyway. I don't know. So, Sometimes I feel that way and yeah, it ends up exactly right, 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 right. So here we go. Let's see if we can name that jam. Oh, it's an easy one. I know the song. Yeah. Close, close. This close. is an epic song. Yeah, it's epic. It's epic. yeah. It's a, it's a be easy. One. Great song. Oh, here we go. I got a couple of oh, Terrence Riley is uh, awake and alive this morning. <laughs> Hopefully, he wasn't watching during our one. Oh yeah, now now you got it. Yeah, now I got it. Yeah, absolutely. Great song. All right, so here we go. We'll take it to the re- reveal. I'm by the rose, the queen of Corona. See me and Julia down by the schoolyard. You know. I am so proud as a parent that my young children all love classic rock music. Like, you know, there are such great songs like that one, man. It's just timeless, right? And my yeah. all my kids are into it. They all appreciate it, you know, uh, especially my middle daughter, man. She likes, like, you know, all these old bands, classic bands, rock bands. I mean, it's it's. I'm glad that at least I'm getting one more generation of kids that are going to appreciate that genre of music you know what sean you're right i i I, and and i thought it when i first was doing it i was just going to get the intro which just had the riff and then i said no maybe that's too hard i don't know i like the song i don't know maybe i if i had the whistle mix and then when i afterward and after it was done and i was like you know it's probably too easy the whistle does really give it away well hey listen i mean you got to make us feel like we're competent sometimes Coop can't be the only one getting them all the time. No. So, another great episode. Name that jam. Brought yeah. to you by the fine folks of Avo Cigars, eloquently writing wonderful music with tobacco for decades. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, you can. Uh, what do you want to say? I was going to say you can. You can throw the outline away at this point. We're winging it from here. Well, now. I mean, I don't know if it's in Coop's story. I doubt it. I haven't seen what he's covering, but um, I'd like to. Bring up smoke in once again, being in the top ten packaging uh, of the year awards. Um, that would that wouldn't be me, though. That's a competitor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a competitor. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's no. A, I, I just yeah, yeah. Not that I dis- and look, I have a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah, but I'm not going to cover what they're covering. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we made so we made 
made number six, right? Which is respectable. Which is you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. When you first heard number six, I was like, "What the fuck?" But then you see some of the shit. Yeah, but I got a problem with number five, man. I got I a problem. You do, I, I, didn't, I didn't see what, I, what was number five. five. I didn't really pay attention. Number five was nope. the punch dad bod. Oh God! No, I mean I get it in the no. game, but come no. on, come it, on! It really wasn't bad packaging. It, listen, all right, it, but it, hey, it if you're gonna goofy. put it over the Hanukkah can- calendar, mm, look, I, I listen. I, I'm look. I'm not upset, and honestly, um, I think I am. I don't know this for a fact, but I think we may be the only retailer that's ever made that list. Yeah, so they mentioned that they actually changed the rules in 2021 to include retailer pack because there wasn't a lot of it, but you know they didn't yeah. even consider well, most retailers have never right. done packaging at your level. In fact, I, right. I don't. I'd have a tough time finding another one. Right, right, um, right. So yeah, I mean, and no, no, yeah. So we got number six, Dad Bod. You know, number what five. Was number, yeah. What was number one? Number one was the Cohiba Spectre. It was a cool the one. Spectre. There was a couple. Okay, so it was the, the one with the hydraulic. It was a hydraulic yeah, one. And, and honestly, we called that. Alex was calling right. it here in the office. Right. Right. We were still on number and five. Then, and and then the other ones that were ahead of us, like yeah, you know when you Atabay. yeah the Atabay, um fancy humidor thing. So, See, but most of these packaging, they're very unique ones, right? Did they have anything like? Well, this is a new regular production packaging type of thing, or was it all just kind of this off the wall limited stuff? Um, so I know that, let me pull it up real quick. I know that the, I don't think it was much on the like regular, regular production, yeah. but, um, let's see. I know the, yeah, so they, they had the, that, which was also good. Number 10 was that, um, that humidor that was made with the NBA all-star game court. Right, that that's really and when you see that, it's pretty impressive. Uh, I saw it. At yeah, the and, and they made good that points. Impressive. It's impressive to see a corporation like the NBA, you know, actually doing anything cigar related. Um, nine so, was the pa- was the sling puck, the Antonio power play. That, that's that was cool. That was a cool one. Yeah. I, I like that one. Eight was the um, La Aurora 120th anniversary. That limited edition with the new with, with the with the um. With the new tubes and that, you know, yeah, those tubes, those tubes. I actually have a few of those. Yeah, those, yeah. those are very. They're like they weigh a ton. Those tubes weigh a ton. They're like right. metal. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Seven was the year of the dragon. Of course, you're going to see those on a list every time. Oh, uh, Dra- Davidoff. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dav- yeah. Oh, yeah. Davidoff. Yeah. Year of the dragon. Um. Yeah. We got the Hanukkah uh, with six. six. Five, five was Dad Bod. Four was the Atabay, and listen, this is uh, you know, uh, that guy made his name making humidors and everything. Yeah, three was the actually the Fratello Lunar, which, in fairness, to if we're looking at just packaging, it was cool. That, that, the, the humidor one, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the humidor one's impressive. Yeah, um, so, number two is probably the closest thing to like the a typical cigar box was the uh, the Leroy Neiman. Yeah, that's that's it. That was another impressive one. So yeah, very nicely done. And I didn't yeah. see when they. I actually watched the live. That I didn't realize like under the cigars is actually like a a. It, they made a print of like how his floor yeah. looked where he was, where he was uh, doing his art. Well, so the, you know that was probably to And then of course you know Cohiba Spectre, which yeah. you know I get it. You know I, I guess you know that Leroy Neiman one wasn't the first Leroy, Leroy Neiman box in our industry. No. So we had one in our rare vintage room. I think it was in the 1990s. 
um, when Don Diego had the Playboy cigar, the Don Diego Playboy. Oh, right, right. There right. was That's a Leroy right. Neiman edition where the top of the box was a paint, a Leroy Neiman painting. And um, right. if my memory serves me correct, I had one box somewhere. I was actually looking for it during the broadcast with Drew Newman in my house, see if I could show it to him, but I um, couldn't find it somewhere in my house, buried. Rocky Conviction didn't make it, though. I thought that packaging was pretty sharp on the Rocky Conviction. It was. I agree with you. That was yeah. very nice. Yeah, package. that's a really good one. I have it, Abe. Do you have that box? No, I don't have the box. I have a picture. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, you're right. Good call, Abe. Yeah, I, had, I, I actually have one of those boxes somewhere. And you can see they're handwritten numbered, 161, 162. Um, but yeah, that was that was a Don Diego by Playboy, if anybody can remember that brand. And uh, that was, the, I think, the first time he had done something like that. But I really feel old in moments like these in this industry. <laughs> I really feel old. But yeah, it was cool. And I'm telling you what, so, you know, after, after three years of in, being in circulation, our advent calendar is being retired. Um, not the program, just the box. The box. So we are box. already working on new packaging that will be out for this year's advent. And I think this one is going to be definitely in the top 10. This is going to be, yeah. this is, this is going to be next level advent calendar that's coming up one. The Hanukkah one was, was amazing. Well, though, let, me, when you let, me, let me, let me rephrase that. that. Let me rephrase that. It'll be next level. If we could do it, we're still in the production. <laughs> I'm hoping they can come back and say they could do what I have in mind, but yeah, if we could pull this off, It'll be next level. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, listen, even at number six, you know, Half Wheel did give us a, a great, you know, a great no, review. No, I think it was that, a fair, I think it was fair placement. I, I would agree with you. I would put that ahead of the dad bod. The dad I, bod, no, yeah, I don't there's care. There's no question. I, I, I would have knocked dad bod off the list and put the okay, conviction hold on. on. Hold on. I Keep agree. Can you pull up a picture of the dad bod? Yes. All right. Now yes. let's forget about the gimmick and how, maybe how the quality of the cigar that's in it. Because you got to remember, this 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 rating isn't about the quality of the cigar. I, I get it. It's strictly on packaging. Yeah. Look, five, six, six, five. I, I can't say that I'm upset that Dad Bod rated a bunch of. I think this is kind of very unique and imaginative packaging. Um I, I, I you uh, know Alex is really bent about uh, it. I gotta agree with Alex on this one, yeah, Abe. Not the dad. Uh, look, and I, I know I'm not trying to pick on I'm look, they, that Cohiba was amazing. They had the other Cohiba. With the with the the uh, there's another Cohiba that they released. I mean, too, what, I what do you think? Wait, 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 why'd you take it off? What do you think is uncreative about this package? That's not I the mean... one. That's not the one. That's the one. No, they had the one with the tie. I thought it was the one with the no, tie. No, that is the one. It's it's that's in the, the tie. Cigar it's cigar. In, that's, that's yeah, the, band the, cigar. On the cigar. That's how it, it comes out. Like four cans. Okay, so that, okay, because I thought that was the I'm thinking of the one with the tie. So it's in the can. Yeah, um, the one with the tie is in the can. Yeah, I still don't think. I mean, it's, it's, it's a four pack. It's kind of cool. They're cans, you know. They open up. I mean, I, I, I can't say that I'm butt hurt that this beat us. I really can't. This is, this is pretty imaginative packaging. If this was called something else and done something else, I bet you wouldn't have felt as uh, stunned by it. You know, stung by it. But it, I, 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 I can't say I'm personally upset. Uh, I it mean, still was unoriginal to me because it's just a can. Who's made a four pack or a can, a four pack of beer? But the, okay, but yeah, the defend the Hanukkah thing—that's a unique design. Right. Okay, I that's mean, a totally right. unique design that you guys We're came out with. About this, and oh, this was like about. lazy. Oh, let's put cigars I mean, in a can compared to what you did here. Come that's on. why I'm just saying this one should be ahead of it. 
You guys are Come funny. On. Let's just put cigars in a can. It's not that easy to put cigars <laughs> in a can. And he's done jars before, but I mean, this yeah, this was. Like, oh, I like what you. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm fighting for the smoke in one here. So it's funny. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that ours wasn't epic and maybe not worth a five or a six. I'm just saying I can't be butthurt about that because I still no, not above us. Uh, yeah, no, no, that yeah. doesn't above us. I uh, listen, a punch spring rolls original. It was in a Chinese carton. There's a. Chop suey. You think it's easier to make a Chinese carton than it was to make a four-pack of beer? Come on, so man. Right. They got cans and put it in. Okay, we can fit. Let's make a can that can fit five cigars and we put What do they make for the Chinese box? This is so gimmicky. But that is gimmicky packaging. That is gimmicky packaging compared to again the smoke in one compared to the Atabay one. That's what I'm just saying. Right, right. Very gimmicky. It is gimmicky. It was gimmicky packaging, but as far as creativity and thinking about that, I got to give him some points. That's no, always, no, I, no, I think no, it's neat. No way. No way. No this way. This guy's funny. Oh, agree. I'm on, Alex. I'm on team Alex at this one. Yeah. No, uh, no I mean, way. listen, I'm, it's, it's debatable. I'm just saying I can't, you know, if huh? something was, if something was really lame right above us, like really bad, I'd be like, oh, that is that. How much? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's as lame. That was as lame a release. We there's another. All I want to say is there's another program out there that would come out with something like that. Come that, on, we. I'm just we, gonna we, say we, 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 all, we bashed it when Coop had it on the scoop of Coop with the. We bashed it, yeah. We, we're bashing we it now. It was lame. It was lame. And the well, cigar, this look of the cigar was even worse with the stupid tie. Tie. I'm 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 pumped up about our 2024 admin. I really hope we can put this through. This is going this is going to be a winner. Ah, uh, come on! You got five, bro. You got five. five. Let's not let's not even go there. We don't. We're not going there. I'm sorry. We're not even going there. Like, <laughs> right, right. Which contained this inside, no less. But I think that band should count as part of the packaging. And that's a lame band. Right. And it should lose points. It should lose points on the band alone. Come out. What? I mean, I, I, I honestly almost can't believe I'm defending. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're killing yeah, I can't believe. This is a bizarre on. world. Hold on. I, I, I need you to think for a second. They named the cigar Dad Bot. How is that not a perfect band for that name and the theme of the packaging? But the, just the whole thing is You're not going to smoke. That's going to come stupid. right off as soon as you light right, that up. It's coming right off. It, but you guys know that part of creative nah, packaging, mostly of the times, is somewhat gimmicky. No, nah, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. No way. Come back to the light, Abe. Listen, this was something that I really, you know, really got to enjoy later in my career. Earlier in my career, I never really kind of worried or made anything about packaging. So this is a a new development in my history and, and career of smoking. And I, I'm enjoying the shit out of making packs. Well, and, and listen, look, you got it. We got to give ourselves a little credit here. You know, let's be honest when it comes to half wheel packaging awards, there's, there's two, there's two sets. There's manufacturers and there's smoke in, and there's nobody else on that list. <laughs> right, you know, right. I mean, honestly, so uh, yeah, yeah right. we take pride in the packaging. There's never been another retailer on that list. You know, we changed the way they look at packaging in 2021 with the advent calendar. So there's there's manufacturers and there's smoke in when it comes to packaging. So, yeah, man, you, yours was based on a total original concept and design that was based on finding something to put a cigar in. That was, you know, that's the difference. Right. 
you know stupid thing <laughs> you know you know another thing i'm really extremely proud of i know you got a picture in the queue there somewhere is, is our tgs packaging is here now you know here's the great thing about packaging is i mean and, I, and i'll show you something is, is something how, how you, even when you try to prepare you don't realize till the last moment so we're already working on major improvements for this year but it's our it's our tgs box right i mean this thing is off the chain um i think it was a great way to present people all their cigars at check-in instead of going around collecting them from manufacturers it gives it gives everybody who's coming to the event another 45 minutes to an hour to really enjoy themselves and talk to their favorite manufacturers but this packaging you know normally you just got the cigars in a ziploc bag some years we had a case and you know if you got it virtually or you'd go around having to collect it from each company and then put them in your bag but we've kind of self-contained it and you know here you got a picture of it alex um i'm working Looking on it. I, I know you have it loaded somewhere yeah it's it's well i mean yeah i could do this real quick but you know but here's a perfect example right this is our first year doing it yeah i mean this is great right so all your cigars come in trays and drawers and all the swag the theme swag is up on the top level of the box and we great idea right and we they sent us a prototype cardboard was a little weak we improved on it and we got we got the final ones we got two cases of the final ones the rest is on it in customs waiting to be released but here's a perfect example of what we didn't consider so when you got this packaging we didn't have all the stuff on top and now we realize that the stuff on top is heavy and those little trays below especially if the box got pushed can crush the trays below so you know we're already making changes for next year's box on a more supportive system on how to hold the trays but yeah i'm really into the packaging i've kind of enjoyed this this you know that part of doing this business in my later years of my career keith weber is probably watching from the gym if he's yeah. anywhere he's at the gym yeah marshall there's no ticket books this year so instead of getting a ticket book and going around and passing you know getting passing your tickets and getting the cigars you're just getting that cigar at check-in or if you're virtual we'll be shipping you that box at home so very impressed with that packaging this year you know what our reward is everybody showing up every year that's our reward seeing everybody every year and having a great time that's the best best reward we can get what else we got comments so just uh filling in dead air here so you have nothing to talk about that were you gonna drink? Is that what your dead air fill is? Yeah, I'm just filling in dead air. We were, well, I stopped for a moment to read the comments. I know, I know. So I'm filling See in. I had to reply to anything. Well, I mean, well, listen, it's that time. It's yeah. been a while. I haven't heard any updates for yeah. many, many. He's got a few this week too. Good. Yeah. Let's let's bring it up. It's time to find out what's going on in the cigar industry with the scoop with Coop. Almost. Dude. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. You had our, we had you on another screen. Yeah, I know. I know what we did to you. We made you pull up the picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm working off the laptop, so it's so, but again, hit it again. Come on, give it to me. I'll do it again, but hold on. I take the under. I love you, Tom. I would love nothing more. <laughs> yeah, I, I would Tom's love nothing Saturdays more. are tough for Tom. I would love nothing more than to see you there. But that's a that's a that's a stock I got a short. That's a stock I got a short. All right, it's time to find out. What is going on in the cigar world? It's time for the scoop with Coop. 
Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Koopa. Yes, yeah, so we got news this week. Uh, I have a couple. I have a couple stories from last week too. I'll put in here too. But um, TPE is two weeks away, less than two weeks away, That's right. and uh, it's not. We're not seeing a lot of companies do a lot of big releases because I think some are holding them back for the PCA. But Crown Heads has a pretty big release that they uh, announced this week. Uh, there is a new blend coming to the Mill DS line, and it is a Mill DS Maduro. So um, they're going to be releasing a Connecticut Broadleaf uh, blend. It is not a Connecticut Broadleaf on the Mill DS blend. It is a completely different blend with a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, but it's right. being made at Pachardo's factory in uh, Nicaragua. So uh, it's a uh, Broadleaf with uh, Habano Liner and Nicaraguan fillers. It's going to be available in three sizes. This is what I found a little interesting about this. Like Crown Heads is, these are bigger sizes for Crown Heads, like ring gauge wise. They have an Amundo, which is a 52 ring gauge, a Sublime, which is a 54 ring gauge, and a Topis, which is a 56 ring gauge. So they're bigger sizes, oh, which I thought yeah. was a little interesting with that. But yeah. uh, yeah. Alex, are, are these the ones that we just recently received? What's that? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we do have these. these so are these are already shipped. These are already started shipping. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry. No 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 no. Okay. We recently received the Mill Diaz limited edition, one of you know the thirty limited editions there. Yeah. Right. Year. I think it was a like a Bellicosa Fino size. They released. Okay. But I know I saw some Mill Diaz. No, this is that. This is coming out in TPA. This is Got coming it. out in TPA. Um, interesting thing. This is Crown Heads now has three Broadleaf lines. They're doing the Lake Caram out of uh, Ernesto's factory. Right. They're doing Lepetissier out of uh, Noxa, which is the factory where Mikarita's done. And now, now they're doing one out of Pachardo. So I thought it was a little interesting they're going with another Broadleaf. But uh, different expressions from different factories nonetheless. So uh, I think this is going to be a, a – okay, price-wise, not bad. He's a 1095 to 1250 so it's not terribly priced. Not bad at all. Yeah. What's next? What do you got? Um, You know, it's funny. This next one came from Quality Importers. Um, and I'm curious – like. So normally, I never get press releases on the um, price increases, but when there's a price decrease, uh, these suddenly make their way to my desk, right? Um, <laughs> so they basically, there's about 100 SKUs in the quality importers line uh, under Zycar, Palio, Humidors is Supreme, and the Hydra uh, humidification, where there's a bunch of price decreases coming. And they're, most of these price decreases are between 10 Actually, between five and ten dollars. Uh, most a lot. There's several of Zycar cutters are actually going for ten dollars less. And so I thought this was kind of interesting. They're saying that uh, some of the things they've done behind the scenes have made this a little more efficient, where they can now pass the savings off to the consumers. Um, that's what they're saying. You know, economy of scale, blah blah blah, all that stuff. But nonetheless, there's going to be some price decreases coming uh, for these products right now, and then they didn't hesitate to get these out, the word out on these. So how often do we see that a price decrease? I uh, never <laughs> very rarely because <laughs> I've because I've never done it. Not on a hundred SKUs. And there was a hundred right. exactly a hundred SKUs on that list. Not on a hundred SKUs. I've seen a few brands change the price point, and you know, there's different reasons why that happens with cigars, but not to this extent have I seen something like this. Right. Yeah, I saw this. I was like, oh, that's a that's a first a decrease. Yeah. So, yep. You know, 
Very interesting. I can't imagine that means some of these are newer products that have come out in the last couple of years, and not like yeah, the any of the the what's that the XO, you know that that the XO a lot of yeah yeah the XO the uh, some of those Palio lighters are new, the Turismos, the Veranos. So yeah, there's several. The XL cutter is a fifteen dollar price increase decrease rather. So yeah, I mean, uh, that's a. Uh, that's uh, very interesting. Very interesting. I, I, I thought that was very interesting as well. And like, like you said, Coop, that for you know you don't you don't get announcements of increases, but a, a decrease suddenly you're getting a press we, release. So it's funny because they purposely will not communicate the price increases to the media. It will go to retailers, right? That's how I hear about it a lot of times. Right. And a lot right. of times I'm not really interested. It's not a very exciting story to be honest with you. Saying price is going up five percent sure but i sure. need the accurate pricing when we do reviews because that's the number one question we get asked is how much does right, this cost right, right. and i've talked to companies saying, can't you just send me this and send me the price book and i'll agree not to publish it. they don't want to do it they they so it goes to the retailers instead then some people will pick up those and publish them anyway so i don't see what the point is in doing it but it, to me it's not worth writing a big article for one line having a five percent price increase well I, I could tell you, and I could be wrong. You could correct me, Coop. The only time I think I can remember this happening was during S-Chip. I, I think Perdomo made a big play about not raising his prices. But that, Everybody that was a big deal. But that's a big deal. That was a big and, deal. And I think, if I recall correctly, some of the prices got lowered during that time. I'm not sure. I remember 100% he didn't raise any of his prices. Everybody was raising yeah. their prices in anticipation of S-Chip. Because of S-Chip, he definitely didn't. And I think some of his lines actually got a price decrease. So I, I, I you know, I can't say 100%, but I'll say I'm 90% sure. But yeah, and I was like, Nick's one of the better companies, by the way, that we do get good communication with this type of stuff. So, but I do think what he did with S-Chip was a big deal at that time. Yeah. Uh, absorbing that. It was. And it's Man. a bit, you know, so I, I give him a lot. That, that is something that's very newsworthy. And it's I'm, been a I'm part of his. It, too, it dramatically affected his brand and his company sales. Absolutely. It had a huge impact. I think I yeah. the Roma Army got formed and yeah. everybody kind of rallied around his, yeah. his, his decision to do that. Um, I think uh, that was a huge strategic yeah. move for him. Yeah. Now. Yeah, and he's had, look, he's had to increase prices along the way, but he's as part of those yeah. increases, the S chip is still getting absorbed, people be able to remember. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say the unsaid. I mean, I, I think if uh, you know if sidecar and quality importer stuff was flying off the shelves, they would not be uh, decreasing no. prices. No, I mean, look, let's face it. For for many years, if not a decade plus, Zycar was the cutter. The, yeah. the, right. Zycar right. was a lot the of cutter. There's there's more quality competition out I there. I don't right think now. they hold that position anymore. I think they felt it, um, even with the innovation of the new perfect cut which I thought was pretty neat, pretty cool. Um, a logical evolution to their brand. Um, and I think their XI2 version will drop sometime this year, in the next upcoming months, I think in spring. Um, they they just aren't don't hold that position. And I also believe that they've had good price increases uh, over the years. And, um, you know, Zycar was an acquisition of quality importers. With the acquisition, there's a lot of synergy and there's a lot of savings. Um, pretty sure a, you know, big payroll uh, savings. Uh, just the, the proprietor alone, Kurt Van Kempel, not, you know, being on payroll and whatnot. They have the ability to cut prices. And I think it, I don't think it's a bad move. I don't think it's going to hurt them as a company. I mean, will it drive sales? I don't know. But. 
Yeah, you know, if I look, you know, based on what you were saying, you know, they really did have a stranglehold. I think if I look, I think the first thing in my time in the industry and in the cigar world that kind of was able to crack the code, and I don't think they've been able to duplicate that success with anything else, but probably the Calibri V cutter, specifically that yes. V cutter. That was able to like crack and like and like that you know Zycar had a stranglehold on on the accessory game, but like the V cutter of V cutters became that Calibri V cutter. You know, yeah, Zycar also was the first company to have a you know lifetime guarantee policy. Right. You know, I mean, right. there was a lot of things they did early on that really put them on the map, and I think a lot of people have emulated, done equally as sure. good, and it, and they're trying to keep market share. Yeah, I mean the XO I think has done well. Now they did that Revolution cutter, which I think the problem was it was priced too high to begin with, and it's so different. It's a different like paradigm to cut a cigar. I don't know if people are willing to take the risk of spending over a hundred dollars to get that cutter. Right. So I think you know that's that. But I I actually do like that Revolution cutter. It's actually once you get yeah, the hang of it, like that. Once you yeah. figure it, once you get yeah. used to it. But it's a, it's priced a little high, and that wasn't one of the price reductions, by the way, which I thought was interesting. Really? Well, that's re yeah. It's reasonably. It's reasonably new. It's reasonably new, yeah. Reasonably. But, the, but the XOs aren't like well, the XOs are a few years old. I, I say that, yeah. All right, Cooper. All right, so we this has to be SDG. It's an SDG release of the week, but it was last week uh, because the whole SDG team was at Casa de Campo this week. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. uh, but um, uh, Amazon base, and we mentioned that earlier, is back for a 2024 run. It was. So, well, for us, yeah, it was. It was back. It's gone already. For about uh, uh, eighteen yeah. minutes. Wow! They didn't send. They don't they didn't send nothing. I mean, that, that's the problem. You know, that's I mean, what am I going to do with thirty boxes or whatever it was? Forty boxes. It's nothing. Here's the problem. It exists on our website all all year long. Guys are looking for it all year long. I don't know the number. I didn't check it off the top of my head, but I'll guess that stock notifications were in the hundreds, probably above three hundred for that item. We get. 30, 40, 50 boxes, whatever it is. We enter it in. The system automatically spits out stock notifications to 300 plus people. And then we get emails 30 minutes later, like, I got a stock notification. It's gone. I mean, it's it's a nightmare no matter how we look at it. Yeah. Like, uh, it did 6,000 boxes this time. So it wasn't like a, a small run by any means. Yeah, but 6,000 boxes, what, what that means we got an extra 10. You know, I mean, when you divvy them up amongst how many accounts they have who get them, right. you know, it, it just doesn't add up. Yeah, I mean, um, the interesting thing about this one is the I was actually looking at the price points of these things, and um, this is priced at like the SR the MSRP was fourteen uh, ninety five, um, fourteen twenty nine, right? So this cigar first came out ten years ago. And it was under ten dollars, right? So this is not this is they definitely increased the price of this. I think uh, even was, the last rendition was like eleven, twelve bucks. Yeah, I mean they definitely. So have, it's, yeah, it's it's well, rising. You know they've done they've done here's, other Amazon Basin type releases, but this is the only one I think that's had legs. To be honest with you, right, it, right. it is what happens now, right? They push the threshold out of greed, and eventually they get to a point where they realize, oh fuck, it didn't sell out this year, and you can't go back. Right. Hope someone at General is hearing me. You can't go back. Don't look for that threshold. Yeah. I agree. 
Yeah, yeah because I don't, I don't think there's justifiably that much price increases between last year and this year. So that's just a that's just a supply and demand play. Which well, is this okay. is yeah, this is like going okay. to which yeah. is okay. But if you plan on keep pushing it every year, eventually you're going to hit a threshold and then realize, oops. I mean, I'm a capitalist. I believe if people want to pay more, you should sell it for more. It's what makes this country great. That's how it works. But, you know, eventually greed overcomes and you hit a threshold and then people say, oh, fuck that. I'll go buy this for that kind of money. And when you hit that, you basically killed your annual drop or you got to go backwards, which never works out. I still am surprised because this is now 10 years since it was originally released. That this brand, I mean, it's a good cigar. I'm not saying, I'm just very surprised how it still moves. My number one comment to all the guys who missed it, it's a good cigar. It's a good cigar, I I agree. I wouldn't personally go hunting it down. I mean, I must have got over 200 emails. Hey, when is it coming? I heard it's coming. When's it coming? I heard it's coming. When's it coming? I heard it's coming. PMs and everything. I mean, if I came across it, I'd buy one. Is it something I'm going to go out and hunt down and start calling stores to try to get one? Probably not. Most likely not. No. But but then again, I'm I'm that's kind of my personality. I'm not hunting a lot of shit down. I gotta really yeah. want something to chase something right. down like really right. bad. Yep. Yep. All right, Cooper, give it to us. What else? All right, next thing. La Florida Minicana has announced their special football edition cigar for twenty twenty four. Uh so that's the cigar where they do it every year for the big game. Right? Because we can't say yes. what it is. Yes. Uh they <laughs> I can't wait to hear this comment. Let me just say, uh, it's targeted for Nevada. So normally they release a lot of these to the state where the big game is played. So used, to be only, used to be only to the state where the big game was played. It used to be only that, but I found these in other states. I mean, I'll be honest, I found these in other states. So I remember when it was in Atlanta, I was buying. I bought. A, I bought some of them in Charlotte. So sums it up right there. Yeah, it's kind of lost its luster over the years. The, last year, maybe, I'll tell you, last year's was really good. I mean, just from a smoking standpoint, it was really good. They I don't know. Maybe, maybe it needs a packaging change or maybe a new design change. I think on the they, they kind of changed the size a little up. bit. Once, once again, I think they screwed up. Look, there's a certain psychology to marketing and sales, okay? I mean, yeah, we're, we're selling cigars what people want, but if you, I don't care what you're selling. There's a psychology to marketing and sales, right? And I think they screwed up royally when off great success for a couple of years they flooded market with them and all of a sudden you were seeing these cigars around by the next super bowl still lying around yeah once you do that you've totally undone un, you undid yeah and, all and, what you built to make this an annual right. and, and, and like 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 koopa said you know he has seen them you know appear in other states that you know did not hold the super bowl so kind of you know, it comes yeah. more accessible. If, if you're going to make something as an annual drop, that excitement has to be there every year. The excitement, that desire to find it, the desire to get it. And when you have a couple of years where they were still lying around almost when the next, by the time the next Super Bowl came around, you, you've ruined that. Yeah. They're doing a, it's a six by 58. If folks are interested, it's priced at $24 too. So it's not cheap. Woo. That's another thing. Woo. Um, Coop, you got another one, right? Yes, I do. Um, the last one, and this is a little bit of a selfish one I'm putting up. Uh, there's a sampler pack coming out from Fratello of five of their cigars, um, made in, um, out of, out of Hoya de Nicaragua. 
Is it so being five- sold on the moon? Uh, no, but oh. I think the packaging is really the key thing here on this one. So, um, you know, they just, there's a little nice little, uh, some of those ratings at the bottom, I was really appreciative of one of them. So, oh, uh, oh is your name on one? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. buy this pack, everybody. <laughs> just, okay. It was, a, so I got the press release and, I, and, and my wife does the editing. She's sorry. She's like, you know, you're on the, the I didn't see this until then. She's yeah. like, you're yeah, it's, uh, uh, it was scored a 93. We don't score many 93s anymore. That was uh, on the on the Bianco uh, because the scoring's changed now. But uh, it, the Bianco is one I really do like, that cigar. So, uh, But, yeah, uh, pick up a sample pack is what I'm saying. I, you know, I was wondering where Coop was going when he said yeah, say, It's a good one. thing you pointed that out because I was really going to rip on you like, Packaging is it not just a fucking Ziploc bag? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? I was getting ready. You should to- get a packaging award. Right? I was getting ready to shred you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's classic. Yeah. That's classic. <laughs> so, so and that's gonna sell for thirty dollars, which is kind of interesting because there's a, there's a def- Hold on, put that back up. Was that five dollars a cigar? Yeah, it's apparently yeah, the, the, oh, which I thought was interesting. Five. Yeah, $6 a stick. Yeah. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Anybody know what the retail value of those five cigars typically are? I think it's, I want to say it's over 50 Oh, God, substantial savings to boot. 57 yeah. $57. Actually, $57 total. Holy cow. Good savings, good savings. Well, listen, good savings. Man, if I'm a guy out there, I want people to try my brand who may not try, or is it a great way to do it? I mean, look, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. The first great smoke, I gave away a lot of tickets. I need people right. to come experience this event. Otherwise, how am I going to get people to show up more next year two and year three? If you don't, if you believe in your brand and you believe in yourself, you don't mind doing shit like that. Yeah. So the guy believes yeah. in his brand. He's going to give it away basically at wholesale pricing to consumers, and hopefully they'll try that five pack. They'll like it and we'll go in and support the brand. Not a bad yeah. move in my book. Yeah, and not all those. They're six by fifties, and not all those lines have a six by fifty. Keep in mind, the Bianco, okay. for example, okay. doesn't have it. So it's a little different size you're getting in that too. According to Gabriel, you have now been put on the map. Eh, I'm calling it the opposite there. I'm swapping. <laughs> <laughs> Coop's, Coop's putting Fratello on the. I, I will be. I will be buying some of these sample packs. I can. I can. I can assure you that. <laughs> so, just to have the bag. So. Oh, Terrence Riley said something nice about me. Let me pull out my calendar. <laughs> Screenshot that. Fuck yeah. Uh, I have one other item that is didn't make the news. Was just because we we really don't have it. Like it was done on a video. But patience, St- my man. Patience, my man. Hang tight. Yeah. I've, already, I've already mentioned this to you. The Chill out, bro. When I answer your question yeah. once, pounding it in my head fifty times ain't gonna make it happen any quicker. Patience. You'll see a lot of interesting COVID era stuff coming back this year. Be on the lookout. Sure. Nice. Sure. All right. So what do you got, Coop? Um, this was kind of done through a, a live stream on Thursday night. Uh, but Drew Estate has announced uh, they are doing another freestyle live pack. So they're announcing they're doing another cigar. So this freestyle live pack, what we do know is um, it's kind of the same thing. They package some swag up with some cigars. These cigars look like Connecticut Shade cigars that they're releasing. So those freestyle live packs are going to start hitting the stores next week. And then they're going to do a reveal right before the trade show. So I imagine it's going to be one of their big releases for the trade show this year. They'll be doing the re- reveal like mid, mid-March. mid And it looks like it's Connecticut Shade. So 
you know, everyone's already speculating what it could be. Like, I, 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 I never guess it right. So well, here's yeah, a question. Here's a question I have for you guys. Mm-hmm. How long do you think that their take that they did on our connoisseur club that we had, how yeah. long do you think that that's going to stay viable? They've been doing it for I, what, now three years. Well, I, I, I think, I think the, the reason it stays viable is because of in, Drew Estate fashion, the swag that they package with it. Because guys will buy that box. And they're, usually they're not expensive. They're like 50 bucks, but guys will buy that box to get the swag that comes along with it. Okay, so, so I think it's the swag that keeps so it. Viable. It's basically a swag play as far as I'm concerned. It's more of a swag play, yeah. yeah. It's a swag play. It's because a swag Freestyle play. Live, in my opinion, misses the it, boat. It's, they it's, know it. We know it. The consumer knows it. Yeah, you know, it's our kind of sword club, but that's not even it. 100%. It's just like if you're creating a dish. You can have all the ingredients, but if you don't put them together in the right order, whatever, you, you, you got something that didn't pan out in the end. They seem to be incapable of tying in their production and their marketing to a proper release. Yeah, the the Nika, the Nika Rustica Adobe. The Nika was the Rustica, the underground. Yeah, the black end was. I agree, but the Nika Rustica was the most egregious of I that. Mean, like I, I think we got fourteen total boxes after the if announcement. You and release. can't put together the ingredients in the right order, then you're just wasting time. I mean, the nice thing about, I mean, look, they took our idea, kind of sort of club, they did it in a cool way. I thought it was look once again took a good idea, did something cool, different, twist, better. I'm all right with that. It was great. You got this thing now. You got consumers being engaged. They're trying something out new. Man, right after that, that shit should drop in the market and drop with abundance. Right, right. You're missing the boat. They were going on to their next freestyle lives while still being backordered for months on the original, the one right before it. Yeah, so that's what it was. The Nika Rustica Adobe. It was the Nika Rustica Adobe that, and they had... Uh, couldn't even get the production out and they were already moving on to what became the blackened freestyle live and we couldn't even get the original freestyle live product which was the nika rustica adobe it was a it was a shit show i agree totally they need to realign this plan and how they do shit to really have because once again not only bad for them not only bad for the brand bad for us retailers i I love telling people i have in stock buy it my i hate hate telling people it's not in stock we can't get it you know at the very least i could tell you hey it's out of stock but we have already ordered it'll be it should be up online in the next three to five days you know it, it's it's a frustrating thing and all it is is timing and execution and they just can't seem to put those puzzle pieces together yeah i mean it's 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 like the theory of constraints you know you can only move as as fast as your slowing move is part and marketing is trying to move like way faster than production is moving and then it creates these shit shows when the product actually drops because literally by the when we we witnessed it time and time again by the time production catches up and it's actually available the buzz is gone no one gives a shit they've moved on to two other freestyle lives or other product and they've missed the boat the boat has left you can't even see the steam from the boat anymore in the ocean it's out there gone has has the freestyle live pack sold well for you guys yeah, but we get 40, 50. Give right. me 40. We can't 50. order what we want to order. Yeah, right. Give me 40, right. Okay. Flip flops, I could sell them. Yeah, right. I mean, right. you know, it, you know right. it's, it's 40 or 50 of them. So it's never good. That the, the freestyle live kits selling out is never going to be derivative of how effective or successful that program is the way it's currently structured. 
Yep. All right, we got we got a lot to get to. Koopy, what else you got? We're done. Save this your Perfect time. Brought to you by William the Scoop Cooper. For more news, stay up to date. Visit cigar-coop.com. Always teaser and rumor free. There you have it. There you have it. There you go. All right. So I think we are. uh, This is gearing up to be one of the longest running seasons. I was going to say, yeah, Yeah, we kind of. So this is this is me and my big mouth. Yeah, you got to be careful what you say when it comes to stuff. They would then they want you to produce it. Um, but uh, it is it is time for tale of the tape. Are you ready to get into it? What season is this again? Yeah, eight. right. Season eight. Let's go. I look so, like I was dressed up well, like Jeremiah Merrifeld. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was just getting comment on that. You know, Alex has always been in charge of overseeing this production of his intro. And have you ever noticed Alex always fucking looks great? I don't do the graphics. Hold on, Alex, you've looked great every fucking one. I'm I want not you, the graphic wait, I want you, wait, Actually, Paul, you got looking good on this time for, for the first time. I feel like I, cool. I want you to re, 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 replay this. I look like I got fucking handlebar mustaches. Like, like what the fuck is going on there? And Coop looked like somebody just pumped 20 pounds of air in his head. In a uh, let, let, let me Replay know that intro. Know. Replay that intro. He's laughing his ass off. And Coop actually looks like he's got a yellow mohawk, colored mohawk. Listen, 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 I have a pact with Carlos. Here's the thing. Coop doesn't have a lot of like solo photos of himself. Just so we made a pact. The next time Coop is here hanging out with us, we are grabbing him and taking some photos of Coop. That's fine. We have to get some photos of Coop. All I know is next season, I want final approval, editing (laughs) approval on this (laughs) intro. That's all I know. I look like I'm Chinese and shit. <laughs> it does not even look like me. All right. So, look, here's here's what we're going to do real quick. Before we get into this week, which is would be the number nine pick, because it's been a while, we went through the holidays and then, you know, um, you know, Abe was out for a while. Um, we're kind of we're going to recap our number 10 picks first. Uh, so I'll just start it off. Paul's Paul's number 10 pick was uh, Garfield, which was a respect. Uh, Special. It's not bad. It, he's done worse. Respectable. I I um I had the sleeper pick, which was actually mentioned prior to my pick, but uh, I went with uh, Space Ghost. Space Ghost was my guy for number ten, and uh, Coop, you can chime in here if, if you remember your number ten pick. It was so damn long ago. Schlep Rock. Yes, yeah. the bad luck Schlep Rock from Pebbles and Bam Bam. That was like a ill-fated sequel of the Flintstones. But Schlep Rock was one of the more re- memorable characters, and you call someone a Schlep Rock when they have bad luck. Yes. That's a that's a classic coop pick right there. Classic coop. I love that character. I love that character. You know, it's you're a, actually right. I did look a little like Confucius in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually right. And uh Abe, Abe Abe went with a classic as well for his number ten. Yeah, boom, boom. 
A good that pick. That was a good pick. I like that one. Smarter than the average. Solid. Solid, yeah. yeah. Yogi's classic. He's, so Yogi's a, yeah, Yogi's cool. Yeah, Yogi's a classic. So this week's pick, we'll start with with Paul, who of course is not here. Uh, Paul went, and I think I personally, I think this is a little low, but Paul put Beavis at number good nine. Good pick. It's a good pick. Good, good pick. I personally think it's a little low. So I think it's a little Beavis, low too. Yes, Beavis is a great pick, and I I will say I have to agree with Paul here. If I had to pick one of them between Beavis and Butthead, I think yes. you have to go with Beavis. I I'm a, I, I, I take Beavis or Butthead. Choke the chicken. Choke the chicken. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Abe, you want to jump in here? Listen, I got another classic. I don't think anybody can remember growing up without watching the specials. I mean, look, I, I remember as a child, so, you know, we had this thing in our house, right? You know, very old world home. My dad came home from work. If you were in his chair, you got out of his chair. When he sat down to watch TV, he watched whatever the fuck he wanted. I mean, that's just the way the house, the hierarchy of things that happened. And, you know, he was always cool enough because I don't know if you guys remember this, but like these specials always aired like after the news and right before prime time. Right. It was never like 730, made, like 730, 630. Yeah, we were at. Yeah. It never really made prime time, but would air before. And it was always that struggle. My dad would finish dinner before this would open. He'd always allow me to finish watching the specials when they came up. And it's just classic for me. Snoopy. Snoopy is an iconic sure. character of our lifetime. I mean, yeah. the whole gang, really. I mean, the Red Baron, you know, yeah. Charlie Brown. Red you know, Baron. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's there's a lot going on. I mean, obviously, it's way he's way not as relevant today anymore as he was growing up. But in my time, he's worthy enough to make my top 10 list. That, that whole Charlie Brown crew, actually. All right, I'll, I will jump in. So my number nine pick is an 80s classic. Uh, probably for us, uh, us us little boys, many of us are our first uh, role model. Um, and, uh, you know, guy we wanted to mimic and idol, and that was He-Man. Yeah. Wow. So, you know. Uh, by the legend of Greystoke. By the legend of Greystoke. And, and, you know, looking back in retrospect, I my – my theory is that He-Man may have possibly also been the first homosexual uh, cartoon character that we've seen on TV. What, why? <laughs> Bro, if you go back and watch He-Man, really? and just the look of him, his flowing blonde hair, look at his pink suit. Pink? I mean, that's why Maybe. I that picture. You know, I mean, it was a little, you know, for all of us masculinity, he was a little... Feminine. I mean, he definitely could have been a subvertive, like, hey, let's just throw some gay stuff in there, you know, by yeah. some part of the <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know that shit was going around for he was, decades. Right. He was, That's what he was going around little, for decades, you know? He was a little flair. Had a little flair to him. Cooper, take it away. All right, I went newer school with my nine, um, nine picks. This may surprise a lot of people, but I went with Peter Griffin. I don't know. I definitely didn't see that growing up. Every, I guess he's the parents of some people. Peter Griffin. Griffin is a classic. Classic. Cooper. classic. He he's great. I mean, I'm a big Seth MacFarlane guy. I think this is, and I think Peter Griffin is hysterical. I just I can't get enough of him. Uh, he, he Seth MacFarlane's kind of a newer school cartoon with an old school vibe to it, and that, you know I really love it. I love the little nuances, the New England accent, and all that. It, to me, it's it's a great character. I love I love Peter Griffin. No, I, I agree. I love Peter Griffin. One of my favorite one of my favorite scenes is when Peter drinks uh gets addicted to Red Bull. Red Bull. Yes, yeah. So, so no, Family Guy was super well done. Yeah. Looking back on my list now after listening to you guys, you know, 
90 percent nine out of ten of my things are old world classics. i have old, i have a bunch of old world nine, nine out of ten of them i have only one that's modern but i i missed out a lot of great characters like um fuck i can't remember the name of the show what's the show where they all stand in front of the house drinking a beer with the little song. oh king of the hill king yeah. of the hill I mean, uh, there's great care. There's so many uh, great characters uh, in modern show and King of the Hill. Oh, every character on that show is awesome in some way. It's a great show, but a lot of those modern cartoons just didn't tie me in to pick. Yeah, but King of the Hill was, uh, and you may see that down the line, something with that and a personal story with that. So I'll just kind of. Wow, yeah, there, you go. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Good shit. Well, do we have a leaderboard? Do we have a board made or no? Uh, yeah, we do somewhere. Ha, ha, ha. There it is. Ah, good. Yeah, we didn't have to watch. Look at Coop. What the <laughs> fuck did you do to William Cooper? I, you know, I'm you not know. the graphic artist, man. I don't do I, I, these things. I believe I'm in the Jeremiah Mirafell outfit. <laughs> it, it does look like the Jeremiah. I, I think Mirafell. they. I think he has a gray suit with that with that scarf. That's why I'm pretty sure they put and, me in the Jeremiah Mirafell one. Head doesn't fit the body, and they give you a yellow. I don't know what the yellow. I have more hair than I. Yeah, I don't know what the yellow thing is. Paul looks ten times better than he ever looks in real life. Yeah, he looks like a fit normal. Abe, you look. Abe, you're like a throwback to Ming in that one. That That's was a what I'm little, That's like somebody said. Yeah, it's a little Ming system. throwback with that. Yeah, the Ming. yeah. And Alex always looks great. <laughs> How did Paul come out the best? <laughs> Paul and Alex came out good. Yeah, his hair is perfect. Alex always <laughs> looks perfect. <laughs> All right, time to end this episode in our traditional fashion. Brought to you by the fine folks over at Rocky Cigars, and will be. Hosted by Rocky Patel himself, it's time to find out, would you rather? Would you rather? Do we have a uh, clip from our fine friend Rocky Patel to see what? Yeah. We, what would we rather? Yes, we do. Let's take it away, Rocky. The Rocky Patel question for the KMA crew today is the following: Would you rather win the lottery, or would you rather live twice as long? Hmm. You know, I gotta have a talk with him. He needs to be more definitive. Like, how much lottery are we talking about? That's right. That's a good point. That's you know, right. like, how much? How much? Because I mean, that plays a mind. I mean, if it's a million dollars, fuck no. You right. know, right? I, mean, I agree. Are you talking about a billion dollars? Yeah. All right. So let's 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 say we're talking billion dollars. Let's say we're talking the big one. I right? think I guess that's fair. I'm, I'm assuming he means like a major. Yeah. Yeah. Set for life yeah. is one. Of yeah, but a major could be fifty million. I wouldn't do it for fifty million. I think. I mean. It's got to be in my mind that there's no way in two lifetimes I can accumulate that kind of wealth. True. Because True. I'm not accumulating a billion dollars unless I invent something in five lifetimes. Uh, uh, so, you know, there's a couple of things here for me. So, like, if I'm living twice as long, does that mean, like, let's say I'm living to 80 and I'm living, am I living, so I'm living to 160. What yes. is like 120 to 160? Look at, like, am I just more old and decrepit? 
you know, what is, you know, um, in, in the, the, you know, for me, I think, and if it's a major one, it's the selfless play in that, you know, if I can win a billion dollar lottery ticket, you know, and I'm setting up future generations of my family that I think is more important That's than right. for me to personally live generations of your family. You're doing whatever the fuck you want till the day you die. Right. Like, right. But, then, uh, but I'm also, you know, setting up, you know, my children, 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 and children's children. Yeah. yeah. You know, what you don't really realize about money like that, you don't have to worry about your children's 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 because if you set it up right, that shit just builds for them naturally. Well, that's what I mean, I'm saying. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. Yeah, it doesn't even, you know, a billion dollars. I mean, I think I, I did a thing once about how the psychologically people don't even understand what a billion the difference between a million and a billion. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like, you know, fuck, you do whatever you want. If it's like a billion dollars, I'll take it. If it's 500 million, I take it. You know, but once again, you're right. Is it, I'm going to spend the last 40 years of my life shitting in my pants, can't walk. Can't yeah. Like what's 100? I don't know. 145 look yeah. like. I, I'm going to, I got to have a little talk with him about a little bit more exactness to help make the struggle, you know, to make this decision. Because as it is, I don't care about living twice as long if I'm going to be fucking shitting in my pants. I can't walk. I keep drooling. You know I mean? That's not really that interesting for anybody. Well, Coop, what's your take here, Coop? Yeah, see, that Abe just kind of went where I was going. I don't know what twice as long means because I'm 56. Does that mean I'm going to live to 112? And that doesn't mean I'm going to live a healthy life to 112. Right. And I don't know if I want to go through some things. Uh, you know, I don't want to go through disease. You know, I, I had a I had a scare a few years ago. I don't know if I'd ever want to go through that again. So I'm taking the money here. And, okay. and taking the money and setting my family up here with this so one. We we're, we're running out of time, but just to make this more interesting, real quick, I'm going to rephrase Rocky's question, see how you guys want to answer, right? Okay. Would you take $250 million lottery, or would you rather live to 150 healthily and ably and functionally? That's different. I would go to 150 because of, you know, if I can live that long, I mean, as unrealistic as it is, yeah, I'd take that. Assuming I can live healthy, like I said, live a Wait, pretty normal life. 250 and I die normal whenever I die? 250 and you die normal whenever you die. Uh, I'm taking 250. What happens if I make it 500 million? I'm taking 500. You'll take the half a billion and live your normal I life. Took I took 250. Oh, you took the 250. Coop didn't I take, take 250. the 250. I, I, I took the healthy life in that case. But what happens if I make it a half, of, half a billion? You know, maybe I take that because then my family's set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and that's what Ken, I don't understand your Really give Yeah. Yes. Give up. I mean, I got to give up my life today for my children if I was put in that. Ken, we're all dying sometime. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not like, right. It's not like he says you're going to live forever. You're just prolonging right. the inevitable. Right. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. 150 over a few hundred. No one said hundreds of thousands of dollars. We said half a billion. It, it's not about sense of fulfillment or happiness, Terrence. It's it's the ability to know that with my passing, I am I'm leaving for money future yeah. generations of my family. Because I'm not gonna be able, I'm not gonna go through all that money. Yeah, it's like the quality of life. There's so much I could do with a half a billion dollars. Things I could really enjoy, even just making the world a better place, setting up programs. Right. Should I enjoy up, right, right. the universe? I mean, there's a lot right. more to it than just yeah. money. You know, it's it's, right. it's about quality of life. So, anyways, thank you to Rocky Patel and the fine folks over at Rocky Cigars. Check out his brands. He's got the new uh, conviction conviction out conviction. Yeah, 
conviction out. It's our rare We're reviewing that on Coop pretty soon, by the way. Ben's going to be doing that review pretty soon. So There you go. So yeah. uh, thank you to fine folks who are rocking yeah. the Would you rather? As always, another great episode of KMA Talk Radio. We hope we entertained you, made you laugh, you had a little fun, and thank you for joining us for your two hours starting out your Saturdays. Best way to start your Saturdays. Please join us on our social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Join our private Facebook group. A lot of fun. Smoke in social. Check it out on Facebook. And until next week, everybody, keep it lit.